This is the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play and Community Theater Podcast. Well, my telephone is ringing. It told me. It told me it was jamming mouth. Campaign of Thrones. The Seventh Sea One Shot. Mike, I'm the Game Master. Introduce yourself and your character. I'm Chris, and I am playing Azucena Esquivel. She's badass. I I am Nick. I am playing Ennio Vespucci. Relation to America. I am Brian. I'm to be playing Alexei Kradzan Novak. The Sarmatian Commonwealth. Yes. What is Vatican? That's your religion. Yeah. So that's the sort of Roman Catholic, quasi Roman Catholic religion. Yeah. You really can tell because it sounds like Vatican. <laughs> it really went to great lengths to cover up the inspiration. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is the the part of painful GM exposition. We actually played a first game of this like a year ago with a slightly different group of players, and it was the quick start for. The seven C called Long Live the Prince, um, and the events that happened in that are relevant to the events that are happening in this, which is why I'm going to do some exposition. So you, Alexei, are the son of King Stanislaw, of the king of the Sarmatian Commonwealth, and the Sarmatian Commonwealth is a um, uneasy unity of two different countries called. Curonia and Rechekpospolita to make that easy. So it's sort of a Poland and sort of a like Czechoslovakia kind of thing happening, or Czech Republic. Um, and it is a weak monarchy. So the, the uh, laws since time immemorial in the Sarmatian Commonwealth have been uh, determined by a 16 a court of 16 nobles called the same S-E-G S-E-J-M and pronounced same so it's like a senate and the problem is or the problem was that each of these nobles had a veto power so they could individually kill any bill or measure in the same and basically the government had ground to a complete halt because of this and your father King Stanislaw who, on his, you know, near death, on in his, in his uh, elder dotage, undertook a measure to force the same to ditch their own rule of one-man veto, which was that he declared the king has the power to declare anyone a noble, and the same can't override it. So he undertook a radical act and declared all the citizens of the Sarmatian Republic nobles, which means they all have a vote. And the uh, the nobles in the same realized that they could not go any further with one man, one veto, 
if every single person, person in the nation is able to vote. So they rescinded that rule, and right about the time that that was happening, one of the senators, for lack of a better term, one of the members of the old same, uh, made an attempt to over, you know, to have a palace coup, and that was happening just as your wife, Domin- or your uh, fiance Dominica Vespucci, was arriving from uh, Vodachi. So everyone was there, and you know the guards burst in the door, and you had this kind of tense action sequence of getting out of the palace and through the the uh, uh, enemy guards, if you will, and onto a ship where you sailed to Vodachi. And in Vodachi, you attended a big fancy ball and did lots of uh, highfalutin politicking, and there was a duel at one point, but you basically ended up getting one of the nobles to agree to back you an army. So you came marching back into the Sarmatian Commonwealth with a thousand Vodachi soldiers at your back, and um, ended the coup, and restored the rule of law. So... Hooray, Alexei is lauded as a hero. What's that? The citizens of the Sarmatian Commonwealth call this act of your father the Golden Liberty, the time that they were all made nobles and effectively given the vote. And the um, structure of governance has changed slightly. So now there's two houses. There is the um, the old same, which is still the 16... The same old. Same old, if you will. The 16 uh, noble senators is kind of like the upper house, and then there's the House of Deputies, which is everyone else. And bills now have to pass both houses. And the citizens put a lot of measures into place to make sure that, for example, you know, there couldn't be some secret vote in the middle of the night that no one knew about, and they made regional sames where, like, okay, you know, every Thursday is same day, and if you want to vote, show up, and you can do it in your hometown, and here's the list of issues, and, like, there's local votes, and then that's all sent to the capital of uh, Budorigum, which is where all the action took place. Is there, is there a law that the same day always has to be same day? Same day always has to be same day. That's okay. the law. Yeah. Same that day, same that channel. Yep. However... Uh, there is a new, you know, your father's health continues to decline, and he realizes that the end is upon him, and uh, one of the laws of the Wallace articles uh, require that the king is chosen by the same, and that the king has to convene the same, which means that your father has to actually <coughs> convene the election of a new king, because the king is not hereditary in in New Sarmatia, or in the Sarmatian Commonwealth. And in fact, uh, the Wallisi articles read as follows. This is about 150 years old. Uh, the, king, the king is chosen by the same. His offspring does not inherit the throne. The king may not make new laws or taxes without the same's approval. The king's marriages must be approved by the same. The king may not dissolve the same. The king must create a royal advisory board who shall be present to oversee his decisions. The king may not declare war without approval of the same. The king must provide for a standing army. The king must protect the religious freedom of all citizens. And the king may be removed from office with a majority vote of the same. So this has been around for a long time. But with this new twist of the Golden Liberty, 
they've suddenly gone from a 16-person election, which looks like choosing the next pope, kind of. I mean, you can do it all in one room and just have repeated rounds of voting to mm-hmm. figure out who it is, <clears throat> to what is now a nationwide election. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today is the day that King Stanislaw decrees a same. The Senate and all the royal court are ordered to King Stanislaw's audience chamber, and there from his like wheelchair covered up in blankets, he unrolls his scroll and decrees. The Wallachia Articles state that a new king is chosen by the same, and under the golden liberty, it is the responsibility of the king to assemble the House of Deputies. Therefore, before I pass from this life, it is necessary for me to decree that the same shall meet in 30 days to elect a new monarch for the Sarmatian Commonwealth. And he rolls up his little scroll, and he says, that is the end of the official pronouncement. Unofficially, I must say that the Golden Liberty was a necessary measure to save our Commonwealth, but this is bringing us into new territory, which we do not understand, having the having the ruler of, the, of our Commonwealth elected by the masses. Anything can happen. I know not what to caution you, and officially, although I know that my dear Alexei is clearly a favorite uh, for his role in overthrowing the uh, unlawful coup of a month ago, uh, I, can, I can take no further position than to simply... Uh, uh, State this decree. Bring me my bedpan. (laughs) (laughs) So, more exposition. A bunch of stuff happens in the intervening time. The same gets busy working out a process for all this to happen. Uh, Your father was wise in giving it 30 days for people to deliberate. Um... Think about candidates and, and like they quickly realize that there's got to be some sort of like primary system because people are figuring out, you mean, so like I could be king? I could just put my name in and people could vote for me? And of course, a lot of people go and do that. Like, you know, and, and in their little town, their three buddies at the bar vote for them. Sure. But, you know, essentially they go through like a, a staggered system of yeah. uh, eliminating ridiculously... Uh, facetious candidates. However, uh, one name comes out of Curonia, which is like the you're in unpronounceable uh, Recheck Pospolita. Recheck Pospolita, which is sort of the cosmopolitan part of the uh, Sarmatian Commonwealth, and Curonia is sort of the the backwater. They're bad people. They're not bad people, but they're not um, Vatican. That's the main difference. Is it's, it's, it's a, weren't bad people. It's a separation by religion. So they they follow the old ways. They're not bad people. Uh, they're just damned. If you like. <laughs> okay. Um, and a, a very popular name is coming out of um, Curonia. And by the time this whole primary process happens, there's basically you, and then this other name coming out of Curonia called Andro Rogue, Roge, R O G. And the same orders that there is to be a public debate at Glasnost Fields on the border between Curonia and Recep Pospolita. Uh, so, you have a week or so to make ready for the debate. 
And I'm going to do this in a certain order, which is, first of all, I want you to each write down a topic or question for the debate. So it can be something general like healthcare or education or military spending, right? Or it could be a specific question if you like. And anything you establish in the specific question will become canon. So if you ask about, you know, what are we going to do about the goldfish bubble? <laughs> um, then there is now a goldfish bubble. And I will also write a question. So these will be the these will be the questions that you anticipate will be the hot topics of conversation at the Are these debate. allowed to be anonymous? So, <laughs> yeah. What? I mean you'll know. I guess I wish I paying closer attention. So what is the GDP of this country? Like what do they produce or what do they do? They're just a bunch of peasants in a ruling class? And yeah. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's still basically Surf to Minutes finest. It's kind of coming out of that serf and nobility feudal Free model. Renaissance so there are, yeah, there are, um, there is certainly a merchant class. The Sarmatian Republic is important for trade because it's the overland trade route between Usura and Vodachi, and you also have ports, so you can ship. Um, the land is mostly fairly swampy and plain, so, I mean, your own commodities are mostly agricultural. I'd say you're like a middling country. It's not brutally poor and also not overwhelmingly rich. You have a lot of land, uh, a lot of bears. A lot of poles <laughs> sticking out of the ground, too. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> we do pole farming. Yeah. So you can think of your own, like, just think of a topic. And you're not doing this as the character. This is just your... Okay. Setting up the topics for the debate. Topic or question? Mm-hmm. This is what's on the minds of the Sarmatian people. And I bear the uh, right to modify these as necessary. That's fine. So I'm calling that one agricultural reclamation. Perfect. <laughs> I can't think of anything funny. Uh, it doesn't have to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be entertaining, at least for the, our audiences at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll find see. a way to subvert it no matter yes. what it is. Um, <laughs> Do you want to give me some context on that question? Just it's a very expensive dive. Okay. So, so now, a, now that everyone's a, a noble, really there's a big demand for purple. purple <laughs> and people can't get purple. Okay, that's that's what's on the people's minds. Okay, so what we have is, how will you make purple affordable? What will you do to prevent grizzly bear attacks on the nation's children? And what are your plans for draining the swamps? <laughs> I.e. agricultural reclamation. And then mine was crime. You know, what are you going to do with law and order? What's, you know, the, all this crime we have in Sarmatia, Sarmatian Commonwealth. Well, there were four of us. We worked for it, man. (laughs) Yes. We could be a rich country. We could just drain these swamps. All this land we could use. Useless now. All we do is build castles and they fall down. We build them again. They fall down again. (laughs) (laughs) They keep sinking into the swamps. You're you're Italian. Proto-Italian, by the way. That was terrible. 
<laughs> yeah, which is why I don't do accents for that. Yeah. The other thing is, like, in preparation for the debate, there's a couple things that you guys can work on in the intervening time. One of them is doing oppo research on your opponent. So, like, what's the dirt on this Andro Roge, this Curonian dude that we've never heard of? Uh, and the other one is to influence public opinion around these topics to your candidate's position. So look at your skills and your um, advantages, if they're applicable. And most of you are punchy fighting. Oh, there's but, lots of those. Yeah, you have all those like special advantages. But look at your skills and your advantages. And in sort of a montage format, tell me what... You know what you're doing to either uh, sway public opinion to your candidate's position, or to do oppo research on on the opponent. Okay. And then we'll just do it like a couple of rounds, sure. and you'll have to roll each round. But the raises that we'll get, you get, will help you during the debate. What is the relative size of the two halves of the nation? Curonia is about half the size of Rescheck Pospolito. It's a foregone conclusion. Practically. Of course. Alright, so I'm going to start off by asking my good friend Alexei. Your brother in law. My brother in law. Future brother. Yes. You watch I should put a knife in his ribs? (laughs) That solves most problems, you know. He can't be elected if he's dead. Perhaps that. That's his consolation prize. But I need to look good by showing him to be a I mean, large uh, uh, platypus-like object. Uh, I am very good with a sword. He will never know what's coming. I'm just going Russian too. Why? Stop it. What? I'm just going Russian too. <laughs> Stop it. I'm sorry. Well, how are you Russian? I'm Polish. Okay. But he only does Russian accents. Okay. So. I find it deeply satisfying to do the Russian you have, you have a bearskin hat and a... Like, yeah, big, he looks um, You look very Russian. Yeah, that's that's my guy. Believes everything is solved that way. Perhaps at halftime during the debate we will revisit this plan after we see how first question goes. Very good. Uh, I'm going to go around from pub to pub mm-hmm. in the most populated districts and sort of... Press the flesh. Glad hand. I'm going to use my brawn to arm wrestle takers and, you know, kind of be a jovial big bear. Okay. So give me uh, your brawn plus, plus athletics to impress everyone with your strength. Okay. Plus two bonus dice because that's your first use of the skill and you had a great description. Okay. Three raises. Okay. Five extra. Two dice extra, I should say. I will. Oh, wrong pile. Um, hey, you can one for me. Pile. And one for you. Alright. I will buy those from you. As you say now, are you doing anything as the as the royal bodyguard essentially? You certainly have a lot of uh, contacts. Uh well, okay, so Am I a royal bodyguard 
like the Secret Service where I just blend into the background, or am I a royal bodyguard like everybody knows that's the royal bodyguard? Well, you are just not blend. You do, yeah, no, you are. <laughs> well, no, you are extremely stealthy and sneaky and have some like infiltration capabilities. Okay. So you are pretty like if if there was a Watergate thing, you would not have gotten caught. Okay, I'm just saying. So. Uh, I'm going to go to Ando Rogue's or Ro- whatever. Rogue, yeah. Rogue's like campaign headquarters. Okay. That is in the um, Curonian capital of. Oh, so. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, you have weeks, so I okay. mean, you could certainly get on a ride a horse or whatever and go there. I mean, you can think bigger. That is in Rokosh. The, the town of Rokosh. Is there a cheese named after that? Yes, they do have a local cheese. It's terrible. <laughs> um, and then Los Vagos. Mm-hmm. Are they everywhere? Are they? No, they. It's it's a very. Or is that like just who I trained? That's kind of a, it's like a secret society and there's a few members in each country. Okay. So it's not... Like Interpol. It, yeah. Okay. You you certainly would have a contact, though, somewhere okay. in Curonia. Okay. Um, and what's panache? That is your style. Your, that's okay, your sure. charm, your... Every time you stab someone, okay, you have so to say, <laughs> <laughs> So, in true... Disguise for I'm going to put on a pair of glasses okay, yeah. to volunteer uh, at the headquarters. At the campaign headquarters. Um, because I think somewhere it says I have good listen, or good hearing. There we go. Keen sense in the bottom. Keen sense hearing. Yes, when you make okay. a risk and see what I can hear. Okay, so your choice you can use wits or panache. I'm higher on wits. Okay. So with wits. And your deception. deception. Yeah. And two bonus dice. Okay. And roll that and tell me how many raises. <laughs> oh, holy Are buckets. those tens or zeros? Tens. Oh, okay. So that's four. Four. Five. Buy that. Buy the one. Yep. Add one to the danger pool. So uh, you get a lot of dirt. You learn the following about Andro. Can I write on this? Yes, you can. No. Uh, Andro was abused as a child, and he is ashamed of it. As a child, he was adopted, uh, after he was adopted away from his original abusive parents by a local crime lord in Rokosh named Cesare Gorski. Uh, In his late teenage years, he killed his own parents. 
original or adopted? His original parents. Okay. But there's more to the story. Andro killed his original parents? Yes. Okay. So he was abused by his birth parents, parents. as a child. Got adopted. At about the age of 10, he was adopted by Cesare Gorski, a local crime lord. And later in his teenage years, he killed his own parents. Just couldn't let it go. Later than that, he betrayed his adopted father, Cesare Gorski. In what way? Well, there's a story about that. When the first snow fell, Cesare invited Andro and a few trusted friends for a formal dinner. Cesare explained that the next day a warrant would be issued for his arrest, and Cesare would go into hiding, or they would send somebody to take him dead or alive. Nobody was to know the location of his safe house, and Andro would supervise his ventures while Cesare was gone. So Cesare put Andro in charge of the criminal empire and said, I'm going to go lay low. Andro held his new position for only one week. He reconsidered things the moment he found out he could more easily satisfy his appetite for murder working on the right side of the law. The hanging of a Castilian merchant brought this realization to him. The man was convicted and sentenced to death for smuggling, but Andro knew this merchant was an honest man. Out of curiosity, he looked into the matter, only to find that the Castilian had foolishly dem uh, demolished the home of an officer's elderly mother, casting her out onto the street. Clearly, far more power and recognition were waiting for Andro among the lawmen. Andro went to the authorities and told them a crow flew from Cesare's former residence every evening at six sharp. To find Cesare, they only needed to follow the crow. That evening, Andro sent the bird to Cesare, carrying two words, Death comes. And Cesare read them and cursed Andro. The officers were already banging on his door. Okay, so Andro is sort of a serial killer or a serial hitman? Or? Well, he's a sick fuck. <laughs> he likes killing. It's a clinical term. But... For his help in catching the town's most influential criminal, Andro received a minor honorary title and a job with local law enforcement. So he's basically been kind of a cop and executioner in Rokosh. So sort of a vigilante of his own? Well, no, I mean, he's working in an official capacity, and he has a title. But he, he has taken up some really weird hobbies like executing people. He loves to do that. <laughs> uh, he's actually trying to uh, beat the record of 37 executions in one day. And he hates the Golden Liberty because it has rendered his honorary title meaningless. Back to you, Ennio. Ennio? Ennio? All right. Uh, Ennio is going to, while lounging about his dueling clubs, um, spread the word that Andro hates dueling, abhors the practice, wants to shut it all down. Okay. Try and, try and get that spread around the dueling houses and everywhere else. Okay. I'll, uh, you can use your... And I'll do this through dueling, well, like, while I'm dueling, while I'm, like, Doing things and I'm being all panache and witty and yeah. Yes. So yeah, use your panache and your dueling. Or your you know sword skill, weapon skill. Two bonus dice. Uh 
with two dice left over. Okay, I'll apply that. All right, well, at least among the dueling set, uh, which is most people, because everyone knows a good duel. I mean, it's public entertainment, if nothing mm-hmm. else. The word is out that, like, he abhors dueling. And uh, where would, what would we do? Would we, how, how will we sell disputes? Yeah. What, what can be done about this? This is horrible. Because there are no courts. I mean, it's not like we have three co-equal branches of the government here. No, I mean, no we have a king stabbing someone. Right. I mean, if a man sleeps with your wife, what do you do now? You can't fight him. You can't kill him. You have no recourse. It's horrible. Well, only if Andro gets elected. Well, yes. <laughs> That's why we must, must elect Alexei. Protect our wives. The pro-dueling candidate. <laughs> and our mistresses. All right. <laughs> not at the same time. <laughs> So, uh, do you want to do another round of intrigue, and or are you happy with that? Um, sure. I will use my confidants in the military. Okay, because you have military contacts. Uh, to prepare the uh, glasnost grounds in my favor. Maybe make them a little swampier on the uh, rest check Pospolita side. Maybe make his um, podium like a oh. foot taller than mine. So, so he looks short. Yeah. yeah. Little things like that just to kind of set the... Uh, Have a home field advantage. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, roll that shit. Okay. Um, I have knowledge tactics. That would be ideal. Okay. And then what trait would you like to see me do with I'm going to say wits. Okay. I'm on board with that. Two bonus dice. Because you're thinking tactics. Strategically. Alright. So that's one. Two. Two. And dice left over? Yeah. Okay. Two dice left. Low rolls. Okay. I suppose what can you do with a field? So yeah, you, you do all that and like it's just kind of like a it needs to be subtle. But real, yeah. and make it so the sun rises behind me, and yeah. glares in his eyes. Yeah, um, looks pretty good. Uh, anything else from Azusena? You've been knocking on doors and handing out flyers. And vote Andro. Mm-hmm. Making those calls. Um. Andro has an interesting strategy since you're like on the inside of his campaign. He's doing like he's doing a lot of riding around to the different villages in Curonia and even some of the ones in western Red Hospolita. Uh, so he's meeting lots of people and kind of talking to them and doing all that, but also because it's very hard to be in communication with everyone at the same time. He has like a big like the top part of his campaign headquarters is a giant pigeon roost. And he's got thousands of birds, and so he has like people writing these little messages of like 140 characters or less, and tying them to the legs, and sending them out to all the villages with like kind of the thought of the day. And he he calls them tweets, like just the shorthand. Um, so he's doing like a lot of that, and it's really novel. Um, people have never seen this kind of thing happen before. 
Nick wants to kill himself. <laughs> so board game night. <laughs> so I mean, since you are inside the campaign, you could potentially sabotage. <laughs> Send out some, some deranged tweets. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With references to EZD. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the the people have gotten suspicious. Like they're they're getting these tweets, and like some of them are from on the Android paper. And some of them are on the iPhone paper, and they're like, but none of them are on BlackBerry paper. Oddly enough. <laughs> See, I wish I'd have thought of that. Because um, I'm trying to think of a way to like make myself indispensable to Andrew. Um, what? But that I'll help you build that, that if you want to think about it. That would have been like the perfect thing of the birds and the. <laughs> well, I just dropped. I just dropped that on you. So I mean. I know, I just wish I would have thought of it, because now I'm, like, kind of blown away. Yeah, but I had all day to think about it. Um, So, who is Andro, other than Alexis, Alexi, uh, does Andro have another enemy that he's worried about? Um... He talks, you know, you've obviously caught a lot of his talking points, and he talks a lot against the current king, Stanislaw the One. He thinks the king is weak, and the Golden Liberty has further weakened the monarch's power. So that's one of his big talking points, is how the Sarmatian Commonwealth needs a strong ruler. It's the only way neighboring countries will respect us, is through strength. Mm -hmm. Uh... A lot of his enemies seem to be dead. True. So he has kind of a way of when when people cross his haws, he you know runs them in on fake charges and finds a good reason to execute them or put them in jail, and they shut up and go away. But he really uh, favors executing them because like that's his jam. Well, yeah, and it's kind of mine too. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, without taking out the king or Alexis themselves, I'm trying to think of someone, like, who's his John the Baptist. Oh, I see. Who, who's his big arch rival? That I could, whose um, head I could bring on a plate for him. Well, of course you learn, that's a, uh, now I see where you're going with it. Um, of course he is still kind of nominally in charge of this petty crime racket of... Cesare Gorski. So, like, you know, day job is I'm the cop and I settle disputes and drunkenness and wife beating and carts blocking the 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 main road through town. And and at night I do the racketeering and the that kind of stuff. Which I mean, we don't view that as crime. We view that as um, things like tax-free importation to keep the price of goods down for the local economy and um, helping people out in a jam when they're out of money and need a loan at reasonable rates of interest. Mm-hmm. And a certain amount of neighborhood strong-arming to keep the, you know, keep everything in check. So the, uh, where I was going with that is there is a, uh, a rival crime lo- lord in a neighboring town uh, named Anders Zlotny, just make that up. Yes. Bad. Uh, that 
that has been a thorn in his side for a while and is outside of his jurisdiction. Okay. So I want to go get... I guess I don't... I want to go get uh, this. Well, I don't know if it'll do any... It would certainly make you in, indispensable that's within kind of his organization. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking of, is to, yes, uh, uh, to be his Kellyanne. she bring anyone's head on a platter? Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we seen Paul Simon in a while. Does he have a favorite horse? <laughs> um... Okay, so so why don't you describe describe your black op? So Zlotny is in the neighboring town. Yeah, in like a village okay, that's about so, twenty miles away. And uh, he's got his own manor house, his own okay. group of private thugs. So we could do a whole like little sequence with this if you want, or we could just do it as a roll and move on. But if you want to do like an extended sequence, we can. Oh, well, uh, uh, okay, so... Believe me, you I'm are badass to, enough to do it. Okay, so I'm thinking, and I have an ally in that town, mm-hmm. um, close friend who would walk through fire with me. Absolutely. So I will bring this friend along and we will ambush Anders and bring him back to Rose. All of him? Or just part? His glass eye. Okay. (laughs) I like that. So you're going to like get him in his little compound or are you going to like, uh, do some kind of kidnapping on the way from somewhere to somewhere else. It is boudoir. Okay. So, I'd say give me a, uh... Let me see your character sheet. Oh, ambush. Yeah, that looks like an ambush and finesse. you got to be sneaky. Okay, so finesse is four. Ambush is three. And two bonus. Well, and these are all... So I can go over 10? Yes, it it doesn't have to be exactly 10. Okay. 15 and the 5 would make 20. Yeah, but it actually has to be a group. 10? Yeah, it has to be 10s. Okay. You don't get to add them all up and say, oh, I got 43. So does it benefit me to leave the 5, the low dice, as the one that you buy, or... Only to the extent that you can make another group of ten. But I can't. I don't see. Yeah, you don't have enough low dice to go with your high dice, so you're kind of stuck making some big... So, but I could do... So is it better for me to leave the... Or it, does it matter? It doesn't matter. I okay, mean, then I'll just leave the five out. Okay. So you can buy the five. It's a die, and it gives you a hero point, and it gives me a danger point. So. Okay. Danger. So do you kill Anders, or do you just take his glass eye? Like, have you... Oh, insulted him, you know, and... I think it's important that he's dead. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm an assassin. Mm-hmm. And a vigilante. So he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. So I'm good Clear. with it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is just, this is just, this is the day job. I mean, so yeah, you, you put on your uh, Los Fagos mask that only comes out on special occasions, and, like, there's rumors going around that 
Oh, no, I guess you wouldn't do that because you're going to actually bring the glass eye. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah. He, he is delighted that you have taken so it's a golden eye because that would stand out better than a glass eye. Like then he would know for sure it was his. Yeah, eyes. yeah. Yes. Everyone's, everyone and their brother has glass eyes from <laughs> all the dueling we do, which I want to put an end to. But a golden eye, that's memorable. So he says, yes, you are you are valuable part of this campaign. You will be in charge of my elite guard at the uh, at the debate itself. Okay. Any other, any other schemes, ploys, plans, plots? I would like to try and find evidence that he has wrongfully killed or locked somebody away. Okay. Like in the judicial record or the matching up Judicial records with uh, police reports, that kind of thing. Yeah, basically you're trying to find something where evidence was suddenly changed, and it, it, if it's obvious at all. Okay. But did. he didn't cover his tracks. Uh, give me a wits and list of skills, please. Um, athletics, deception, diplomacy, empathy, hide, intimidation, attempt, and weapons. You could certainly intimidate. Like, just go and raise a ruckus. Do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. I'm the brother-in-law of the... I'm the best duelist in all the land. I have amazing sword skills. Okay. Don't wits, make me use them. Wits and intimidate to, like, ask the right thing and demand to see the records. And Is this plus two? Yes. Okay. That's good. New, new skill for you. Damn it. This is so hard. <laughs> I can't do math. I've been doing math all day. It's three. Okay. No matter how I do this, it's three. All right. So you do find evidence that uh, uh, a man that was recently executed near Rokosh by him, uh, like you find the original complaint mm-hmm. and then the, the investigative report by the local guard and then he gets involved, and this this charge that was like originally stealing a pig gets trumped up to murder somehow. Yeah. And and this poor farmer that just like accidentally grabbed the wrong pig, you know, it wasn't even a like he stole the pig. He just took the wrong pig because it looked just like his pig, yeah. and someone else ended up with the other pig. And really, my pig had a black spot and was five pounds heavier. Yeah, clearly a better specimen of pigdom. Yeah, and it was one of those types of cases, and it got like trumped up into a murder charge, even though there was. It's like a metaphor for my whole personal life, if you like. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sorry, move on. Okay, so we finally come to the day of the great debate. You have prepared the grounds, you have learned the dirt on your opponent. Azusena is there as like the captain of the the guard of the enemy, and he's got like a bunch of heavy bruisers with cudgels, you know, there to to guard him. You've got your own, of course, on her cards. They have the shiny cudgels. Yeah, the good quality uh, West Country, East Country cudgels. And uh, I keep uh, 
pulling a knife out of my scabbard slightly and like using it to shine light at your eyes. Huh? 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 Still do this. Huh? Huh? Wait for the signal. <laughs> so they, uh, people come from all over. You know, it's just, it's like Woodstock without good music. <laughs> Woodstock with polka. And uh, the moderator, a well-known public television personality. We're going to roll off to see who goes first. High roll goes first. I got a five. You got a five. Roll again. <laughs> you go first on the first question, then we'll take, take turns on succeeding questions. So it's you. Uh, Prince Alexei, uh, the people want to know, now that uh, the Golden Liberty is in effect, every former commoner is now a nobleman, they're looking for new raiment, and yet purple dyes are incredibly expensive. What will you do to make purple more affordable? What is your plan? You have one minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, shut up. <laughs> What's the moderator's name? Walter Cronkite. Well, Mr. Cronkite, first I want to thank you for asking me to be here. And all the people who have come to see this debate, it's a great uh, honor to be uh, asked this question and a symbol of the great commonwealth of Sarmatia that we can have these sorts of discussions. Uh, also... Yay! <laughs> oh, no, hold your... Settle down, people. <laughs> hold your applause. Hold also, your laughter. Uh, I was just handed a note, uh, a... Uh, a public service announcement I want to tell anyone uh, out there if you have not already do not eat any of the brown barley uh, if you have eaten the brown barley uh, go see your nearest uh, uh, barber uh, and he will take care of you now uh, this is a very serious question about the matter of purple but we must understand that purple is of course a uh, insidious Foreign influence you, your time that has up, come sir. from what is the French analog in this uh, setting? I cannot remember the name. How, how you say uh, Castile? Uh, and we, I believe it's important that we have Sarmatia first. The values. It's uh, our children do not need to be, sir. We, we need to give time. For <laughs> our, your... our children deserve better than purple. They deserve good Sarmatian red in every home. Yes. There's confused. <laughs> so major high school football rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they ask Andro the same question. And he says, uh, I don't think purple is really the key issue here. I think... Definitely <laughs> <laughs> <actually> say that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> He's very new to this. <laughs> Prince Alexei's policies about the affordability of purple are muddled and confusing. But I think the bigger issue that we need to be talking about is that Prince Alexei is a despicable traitor to the Commonwealth. <laughs> He's engaged to marry a witch from Vodachi, the villain Wrong. of the West. Wrong. And he marched into Budorigam with a Vodachi army at his back. 
He is selling us out to Vodachi. Weak. Such a nasty Coronian. <laughs> is this okay? I didn't watch the debate. Okay. <laughs> We're having fun with it. I see that. I'm really confused Sorry. which one you're supposed to be. <laughs> That's kind of where I was coming from. <laughs> Sometimes Alexi is confused as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Mr. Roche. <laughs> Prince Alexi, uh, what are your plans for <laughs> agricultural reclamation? Uh, the Sarmatian Commonwealth, of course, as you know, has a lot of swamp ground that can be turned into productive agricultural land and yet the government has done nothing to uh, aid this. So what are your plans for draining the swamp? Well, as you know, as we say here in, in the Commonwealth of Sarmatia usually swamp drains you. Uh, but seriously, uh, the swamp reclamation is of course a vital issue uh, especially to our Coronian friends, as you can see from the fairgrounds here, most of the swamp is on this side, yes? And this creates an immigration issue with tension, uh, because so many of the Coronians want to get out of the swamp into the beautiful Reschekpolita section. But you know, they're not always sending us their best. They, they also give us sometimes, uh, how you say, nasty hombres. Uh, they don't send us their best. They send us their thieves, their sheep rapers, uh, the the the, ga <laughs> the gamers who miss plot hooks in mid session. Uh, obviously, this is a nationwide problem <laughs> uh, that we all can agree that uh, more infrastructure is needed to uh, redistribute the wealth of swamps throughout the nation. Uh, uh, Miss Garoge, same question to you. Swamps, swamps in this country are terrible. Everywhere you look, it's a swamp. I'm here to drain the swamp. But what I really want to talk about is the influence of the Vatacene in the Sarmatian Commonwealth. It is wrong. It has weakened us. In Curonia... We follow the old ways, but in Reschek Pospolita, could you shorten that, please? <laughs> in Reschek Pospolita, you've abandoned the old ways, and now you ignore the D of A at, at your peril. And as we all know, the, the D of A suck! The D of A uh, are still a powerful force to be reckoned with, and uh, dropping out of my in-character voice... The DVA are the kind of like the fay of this country. So, like, there's a huge fay thing going on in Avalon and in Asmore, you know, in the Br British Isles. Mm -hmm. And that's like the source of the magic um, there. But in uh, the Sarmatian Commonwealth, there's it's kind of like the unseelie fay. So they're more like a wild fay. Mm -hmm. um, and they usually appear to people in human guise and like to make deals with you. 
And sometimes you even can pick up a Dave in kind of this dyadic relationship where it gives you power, but it's trying to corrupt you. And you, as you gain in power, you also gain in corruption. And that's like the magic for this country is if you're kind of linked up with the Dave. So that's the old, the old religion that's more popular in Curonia is with the Dave. So he says, I'm... I've got ins with all the D of A. Uh, well, they all support me. you, sir, that D of A are not taxpayers. They are freeloaders on the system. That's uh, it's supported not, please, by all of these good citizens. Please let your opponent finish. Thank you. You'll get. He, he's you'll more, get your chance. He's getting more time than me, sir. This is not. <laughs> this is not equitable. You, you you ignore the D of A at your own peril. Weak. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that is what the lady said, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Did you just... That's what she said? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Lose a hero point. <laughs> Points for delivery. Uh, what will you do to prevent grizzly bear attacks on the nation's children? Uh-uh. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, thank you again, Mr. Cronkite. Uh, I would like to reveal for all here, of course, this... Uh, I have this oil painting presented. Uh, of course, because this was a planted question. Uh, I had time to prepare this action snapshot. As you can see, it is uh, me, Alexi, the great bear himself. It was a hot day. I was, you know, uh, burly, uh, not wearing the shirt. You can see clearly me riding the grizzly bear... <laughs> In a dominant uh, positioning. And this is, of course, proof to the nation that I am the choice to stop these horrible grizzly bear attacks. No one can deny the appeal of this, uh, how you say, hot bear on bear action. Uh, that is all I have to say. Thank you. I yield my time. Thank God. <laughs> <coughs> also... Uh, one more thing. Uh, he has also besmirched the... Uh, not him. Uh, my opponent has besmirched uh, the uh, uh, moral and character of my betrothed. Uh, uh, this is very, very unfair treatment. Very sad, I have to say. She is good, hard-working woman, exemplar of... Uh, I'll the spill the beans on your wife, sir. I, I do not... There is dueling for talk like that. I am the one who has spilled the beans, sir. Thank you. Okay. Roge goes. Grizzly bear attacks are uh, obviously a great concern to all the residents of of uh, the Sarmatian Commonwealth. Um, it's it's especially prominent here in Curonia, uh, where we get no support for. Uh, grizzly bear attacks. In fact, Curonia is always treated as a second-class citizen relative to Rescheck Pospolita. Uh, Curonia will be a strong and true equal partner in the Commonwealth, and if not, Curonia will secede. <sighs> That's what he says. <clears throat> Final question. Uh, many citizens are concerned about rampant crime. Prince Alexia, what, do you, what, what is your plan for maintaining law and order? 
Well, first I want to say rest check pospolita. Rest check pospolita. It's not not difficult to pronounce if you have uh, more than a uh, backwater education, unlike my opponent. Um, <laughs> I I believe uh, we need more summary executions in this country. Obviously, uh, a sense of normalcy needs to be brought back. But the man to do that is not a man sired by the Gorski uh, crime family. Uh, obviously, his connections are suspect. Uh, he has not even released the full details of his execution returns. Um, there are questions that must be answered. And They're under audit. Austin. They're under audit. I cannot release them until the <laughs> audit is complete. Let the auditors bring them. Uh, this man is a crook. Corrupt. Very corrupt. Sad. <clears throat> And uh, he's bad for our country, and him and his whole crime family, very deplorable. Okay. okay. Give me... Well, I'll do his thing. So he, he does his bit on crime. Okay. Uh, crime is terrible. I will restore law and order to the Sarmatian Commonwealth to tougher policing, harsher penalties for all those bad hombres out there. Thank you. And tougher penalties for uh, parole offenders. Sure. Yeah. I agree with my opponent, oddly. So, give me a talky face roll. Brawn and warfare. Panache and (laughs) diplomacy or something like that. Mm, Okay. Bonus dice? Yep. You literally role played for... 20 minutes and thought stuff up off the cuff, so that counts as a great description. Okay. And I'm going to steal a bunch of dice here. He's going to take bonus dice, and he's going to spend... I would like to do something. Okay. Okay. I would like to be extremely upset and pissed off about the mention of seceding from the nation and... All of these horrible things that Andrew is saying, or Andrew is saying, I'm going to get so mad that I'm going to storm the stage and yell about him murdering this innocent pig farmer and banning dueling and some of the dirt that she found and storm the stage yelling about all this stuff as I storm it. Okay, so that is effectively spending your raises to help him. Are you, like, also stabbing him or just... Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, how many raises did you get? Oh, me? Uh, three. Three. Alright, so that's ten for team you guys, and you can spend these other two, but I'm going to roll for him, and he's throwing a lot into this. He's actually kind of revealing his villain superpowers, because he has influence, and all of these things rocking for him. Jesus, I've got three nines, four nines. That's an amazingly crappy roll. Because I, I can just do six raises there. I know, you see the nines and you think you did well, but then you start doing the math. And it's yeah, like, you've got to throw away all these up. excess yeah. numbers yeah. to pair them up. Um, he came off pretty strong. You can tell that he is definitely... More popular among the Curonian crowd, and he's got some supporters among the rest of 
Hospolita crowd, but not. You're not sure if it's enough. Um, your outrage, like when you come up there, his goons. Oh, what do you order his goons to do? Their inclination is to move that way to intercept the interlocutor. I'm going to let them grab him. The goons grab him? Mm-hmm. Are you going to allow that? How pissed am I right now? Oh, for what it's worth, my guy has a hot-headed flaw. Okay, that'll earn you a point if you want to play to that. That's kind of what I was trying to do. Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm going down swinging. Okay. I'm extremely mad. These, these goons, they represent all that is wrong with our country. We must fight this oppression. Okay. So roll whatever you're going to roll. I... Uh, to go down swinging? What would be fighting thing? I think you should set stuff on fire, too. I'm definitely going to get blamed for this violence at the rally. The king's brother-in-law himself is disrupting the rally. Of course I decided. I don't think of a way I can use panache in this. Well, I uh, just say, ha-ha. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess brawn and athletics. For fist fightingness. Sure. That is impressive. That is less so. So three with two left over. Okay. So the brute squad does four to you, which you can take as wounds, or you could spend raises to avert wounds. Or you can take the wounds and use the raises to deal damage. See what I'm saying? I will take the wounds and deal damage. Okay, so take four wounds, and you're going to deal damage. Are you doing anything at this point, as of Santa? Since these are like your dudes, and Neo just jumped in and started like. They attacked me first. I was just voicing my honest, good citizen's opinion about the outrage of the situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll get my squad of better equipped goons. Okay, with the nicer maces. Yeah. Okay. Take custody of him so he doesn't... All right, I'm going to give your, like, a brute squad just has a... These are called brute squads, if you have faceless goons. So they just have a number that is their strength, and it's equal to the number of people. So that was, before you waited in, eight-man brute squad. You have a six-man brute squad. Just roll six dice. And tell me how many raises... All right, your guys, like, come in there and basically break it all up, and, uh, you know, you're a bit battered. We will not be silenced! And uh, the the moderator is calling for calm and restore order. The debate isn't over yet. And, uh... That is seen lives matter! (laughs) Roge starts just screaming from the stage. And he says... I have the backing of the D of A. Everyone knows it. Furthermore, only a true king of Coronia would be able to find the fabled heart of Coronia. Coronia. I spelled it both ways. Coronia. The fabled heart of Coronia. 
By the time same day comes, people will know their true king by the one who comes forth with the heart of Curonia. And that is going to be me. The heart of Curonia is in its beautiful people. Here before us, do I get an amen? Yes. And people are like, no, the heart of Curonia <laughs> is an actual thing. It's like an artifact. It's a... I, I need two advisors. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will overhaul our campaign staff, yes? Okay. Why was I not informed of this? <laughs> and then he... Uh, Maybe I should guard those briefings. <laughs> he kind of rears his head back. And lets out this weird ululating cry. And wolves come out of the like surrounding forest and rush in toward the crowd. And people are like <coughs> screaming and panicking. And uh, his his goons are leaping forward to battle the wolves and like save the day kind of thing. What do you want to do, all of you? He is not just the goons are? Yeah, he's not doing anything particularly. I mean, he might wait in, but... Well, I'm obviously going to order my goons to do it better. Okay. Uh, I'm just wondering if I should do it as well. If I do, I should do so in a highly visible manner, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I will take command to organize other characters towards a single goal, so I will tell my goons to fight them better, but let one get up to the stage, so... My brother-in-law so can, can I do... personally vanquish them in front of millions of viewers. Okay, so give me a... Is that one of your advantages? Oh, uh, it's a quirk. Oh. oh, I have leadership too as an advantage. I don't know if that needs to be applied. And you behave according to your quirk. That also earns you a hero uh, no. point. So, everyone, I guess, tell me what you're going to do and what you're going to roll to do it. What's the difference between warfare and knowledge tactics? I suppose it's a stupid point. I have the same. Use warfare whenever you need tactical expertise, such as when you're breaching a castle's defense. Use warfare when you lead an army into battle. Hmm. Uh, no. Use no when you wax ecstatic about it. So I guess the difference is between talking about it or knowing a thing about it okay. and actually doing actually, it. Okay. I think you'd use warfare. Okay. Um, I will use wits and warfare then to organize Team Alexi to fight better. Okay. I am going to just pull out my dagger and sword. Okay. And do your do my swordy dooly thing. So panache. And... I'm going to be all yes. I am dancing around the wolves, fluttering like a butterfly, stinging like a boar. Okay. Dances with wolves. <laughs> You are cer- so, certainly safe fighting wolves yeah. in any circumstance, because but you're at a, in a bit of a bad position here because you need to. Maybe you feel like it's time to give up the charade, or maybe you think there's an advantage to continuing it that that you're with. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not ready to give up the charade yet. I don't see any reason to give up the charade yet. It's just a debate. Okay. <laughs> With a wolf attack. Well, yeah. I mean, if I'll I'll protect the stage if a wolf comes up on stage, but they're up on stage, right? Okay, but so, who's who's going to be your priority to defend? Is it going to be Alexi, or is it going to be uh, Ordru or Ogdru him? Well, uh, they're both on stage. Andro so if I just maintain my position 
and fight off any wolves that come up on the stage, then either one of them will... I won't give up. I won't give anything away. So what are you going to roll? Uh, resolve. Okay. To hold your ground. Yep. And... And sword, I guess. Okay. Um, so the consequences here are you could be bit by wolves. And in fact... Uh, so then do I, so this is plus one bonus die for each dot. So does that mean? No, that's. Oh, uh, oh, there is actually a thing though. I should have mentioned that if you have three in a skill, this is one of those weird rolls. At rank three, your hero gains one reroll. So if you have three pips in a skill, you can choose one d10 to reroll. You may do this once per roll. Okay, if you have rank four... I only have rank two on either of them. Are all of you capped out at rank three for no, skills? God, no. Yeah. Oh, skills, yes. Traits no, I, I have, have four. A, I have four on finesse. Yeah, it does, your traits don't matter. It's just for skills. Oh, for skills, okay. yeah. So if you have three in a skill, you can pick one die and re-roll it. So obviously, probably your lowest one. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, if you're using that skill, you can, and you have three pips, you can re-roll one die. Uh, so everybody roll... So I just have the four for two and two. And two bonus dice. Okay. For great description and first use of the skill on the scene. So it's first use of skill in a scene? Yes. So like if I'm using sword, I would get the bonus dice again? Yes. And then we can choose to reroll one. Yes, you can choose to reroll one if you're using a three pip skill. That's every time we roll a three pip skill, we can yes. choose to do that. Okay. So you can take one of those pips and reroll it. But I don't have a three pip skill on this one. Oh, okay, then you can't. So. It's kind of a sucky roll. Two with six left over. Oh, yeah. So you have two. What did Alexi get? Oh, uh, one, two, three, four, four. And Ennio? He's working on it. I'm going to roll your brute squad. Okay. It's fair. Three. Ennio has five. Okay. And then I'm going to roll the other brute squad, which is magically unreinforced. I was going to say, shouldn't like half of them be unconscious right now? Yes, but I'm going to throw some reinforcements in for them. And the wolves. This is a really big group. I'll just roll twice. Three, eight, four, five, six, and a one, and I get two more dice. Seven... Okay, so the wolves stream in. They are going to deliver one harm to your guards, one harm to the brutes, one harm to Alexi, two to Ennio, and two to Azucena. Now, you don't have to take those as wounds because you get choices of what to do, and I'm just going to spend all their stuff up front. Okay. So, 
Enio, you're you're next. You have five raises to spend. You don't have to spend them all right now, but you are being threatened with, two in terms wounds. of consequences, two wounds. Okay. I'm going to soak one wound. Okay. And I guess use two of my raises to damage the wolves. Okay. So that reduces their numbers somewhat. And you're holding two in reserve? Yes. Okay. All right, Alexi, at four raises. Um, I'm being threatened with one. One, yep. All right, I will... So a wolf does get up there, and... Okay, I will negate the one, then. Okay. And spend my three to do damage. Okay. So you take out three wolves. Look like a big damn hero. You know who I forgot to roll for? Can I use one of them to get some kind of advantage, or is that something you get paid? Yes, you can uh, use... One to, for example, help somebody else. Uh, you can activate one of your abilities if it needs. No, sorry. Some of them call for a raise. Uh, you're basically saying, is there an opportunity in the scene? Yeah. The opportunity is a wolf is actually lunging directly at Andro, okay. Andro Roge. So you could be seen saving his life. I'll do that. Which might be a canny political move. Yeah. Okay. So I'm that'll still so reduce sure. the wolf population. I mean, <clears throat> effectively, you're getting a twofer. Yeah. Because you're taking out a wolf. Well, no, you'll you'll take out one less wolf. Okay. Because you have to go and like lun- ignore yeah. two to get that one. Okay. But uh, people see you actually saving his life. Okay. So you you spent all of them, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, the guards are going to go. And they are going to reduce the wolf population. The, now it is Enio, Azucena, and the Brutes. The Brutes are going to go, and they're going to reduce the wolf population. So now it's you again, or you for the first time with your two. With my two? Yep. So I have, okay, so what can I do with my two? Uh, well, you were you were doing... I was getting, did I get wounded? No. Oh. You are threatened with two wounds. I am threatened with two wounds. Yes, so if you if you choose to spend your raises actively doing other things, you will take two wounds from the wolves. Or you can use your two to avoid that. Yeah, you spit on two wounds. You're, as you've seen, a Escobel. Uh. I get bitten by wolves every day. <laughs> so I'm going to mobilize Los Vagos okay. with, our, with our passphrase, we give what we get. Okay. And so your allies in the crowd. Yeah. What do you have them do? Uh. So are there wolves taken out at this point? There are still six remaining. Let them take out the rest of Los Vagos, uh, the most dangerous, one of the ten most dangerous biker gangs. (laughs) (laughs) So there's all these big brawny bald guys in the crowd <laughs> cracking their knuckles whipping chains around yeah. we've got a tag so yeah these guys in leather Vagos <laughs> high school football rules come, come out of the crowd and start uh, punching wolves <laughs> their brass knuckles they're really land sharks so it only makes sense uh, I don't think that should be like an automatic <laughs> You know, push the button and it solves the problem. No, uh, I think that's fair. I don't know. 
but, uh, but but I think they can take out some of the wolves. Okay. And you're going to take the two wounds? Yeah. Okay. And any of you've got two left. There are three wolves left. But. Um, okay, so there's no reason at this point to really save them anymore, presumably? Kind of not. I mean, there will be... If you take out two... We use your last two, you take out two wolves, that'll leave one wolf. Right. For... Questioning. Yeah. Or for... Um, Waterboarding. <laughs> Andre Roche to take out himself. Which, like, he would get the last one. Ooh, even more so. Vodachi like cried, he the last kill. I will take out one wolf. Okay. And, let's see, I guess you're down to opportunities, because you've already avoided wounds and delivered damage. Mm-hmm. Um, Four thousand attachment. <laughs> Established in 1865. It's real? It's you real. Could, you, the opportunity is we you could... Maneuver. You could maneuver in such a way that Rose won't be able to dispatch the last wolf. It's like one percent motorcycle. What if you guys have like low rider war? Okay. Like he would look heroic if he did that. Right. right. People saw him ending it, putting his sword through a wolf. Then, Mm -hmm. like that would be kind of points for his side. Right. So if you could, you could maneuver. In such a way, like to put yourself between him and the wolves, so that they would have to attack you, and he couldn't get a clear shot at them. Yeah, I will do that. Um, so, so I dispatch one wolf. I put myself between him and the other two, and I basically, you know, dagger one hand to the yep. other, and I'm holding both the wolves off single-handedly, yelling, "Even though this man is a scum, I will still protect him." Nice. Okay, uh, I'm. I think it, there's no point in rolling a whole yeah. new round and going through it. So basically, um, you're you're able to dispatch the last two wolves since that's okay. kind of all the action that's left to do. Heroes can take out brute squads really quickly, <laughs> so it is like this is made for you know you can stand alone against ten people mm-hmm. and just like uh, you know <laughs> Zoro them. Ten people. That's my best. I'm just fine making that reference because of the brute squad, but anyway. There, the rules actually call out specific things from the Princess Bride. You know, like, oh, you know, uh, Fasini is an example of a character with high wits and low influence, and, you know, da da da. Or a villain. Yeah, I definitely get that vibe from this entire thing. Yeah. So. It, it, it's not just Princess Bride, but, like, they make Star Wars references and things, too. Nice. So yeah, the uh, debate ends. It's certainly a matter of some excitement uh, and some confusion. There's uh, confused reporting about it in the following days. Um, but the the thing that everyone walked away from was that kind of challenge that he issued about the heart of Curonia. I will get with my. People are buzzing about that because, like, that would. You're so out of touch with <laughs> Definitely be a big thing if either one of you walked up, you know, on same day when people are voting and I have the heart of Coronia, I am the true king. This is kind of you know, I have Excalibur, I pulled it out of the rock. I will get with my advisors and say, What is Aleppo? I mean the heart of Coronia. <laughs> uh your Hans Pozelka, the royal historian gives you the lowdown on the heart of Coronia. You really don't need to know his name. 
But if I'm gonna make a joke about it later, I don't need okay. to Okay. It's worth knowing that I have one wound now. Oh, uh, a dramatic wound? Yes. Then you have a plus one die to your dice pools at this point. What kind of wound do you have? I took a ragged wolf bite on my on the right your side tunic. of my chest. Sure. Tore your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dreadful wound for any footage. I it's very hard to pull off fashion with this. This is hair. Armani! <laughs> it's not like we have proper laundry services here in Sarmatia. So the Royal Historic Story says, yes. Uh, oh, sorry. The heart of Karun. Kru- <laughs> Damn these Are you okay? <laughs> sorry, small stroke. Feeling better now. Is Hans a. Small man? Do you want him to be? Well, I think it only makes sense that we have larger Hans than huh. Andrew does. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says, uh, it has been lost for ages. Uh, it is really good. It's one of the... This setting has, like, there was an ancient civilization that left all these highly magical artifacts sitting around. So... As they do. So, one, you know, if I'm going to have an ancient civilization, it's the first thing I want to do is start losing magical artifacts here. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there is a certain uh, amount of archaeology, adventure archaeology that takes place as well, where it's like, you know, go to the place and get the thing that we need to do the other thing. And uh, it says, uh, it, was, it was discovered long ago when Curonia was independent and was a symbol of great pride and power for their people, and it was it's rumored to be hidden deep in the Zugan Mountains uh, at a place called the Well of the Diabe. That's what I could come up with on short notice. So the Zugan Mountains are north, like right on the border of Usura, not Russia. <laughs> it's right up there. And uh, you can go pretty much right up the... the uh, there's a road... Okay. Yeah. I have a thing for maps. So yes, you find out that the the rumor is that the heart of Chironia is in the a thing called the Well of the Diave, deep in the Zugan Mountains. But is it the heart of Chironia is a a gem? Okay. It's like a big ruby, ruby the size of your head. God damn it! <laughs> oh, Jack. Eat that, Jack! <laughs> eat it. Eat it raw. Said to be blessed with mystical powers that no one understands, of course. As, as giant gems are. As giant gems are. <laughs> Alright, let's organize an expedition to retrieve this, because obviously, you know, it's a week till the election, we got nothing better to do. Right. Than ride off into the mountains to an obvious trap. You've got a very capable campaign manager. Yeah. I thought you were about to tell me how to <laughs> I never tell you that. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, we will. Let's role play out the journey <laughs> to the mountain. No, we need to get right to the destination with nothing happening to us on the way, meeting and talking to no one. That's how journeys work, right? Yes, ideally. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Tolkien, <laughs> motherfucker. Sorry. Sorry, still so, bitter, still bitter. What do I roll for travel check? <laughs> well, let me let me see how many miles it is. 
And I'll tell you how many days Hold it on, takes give me half hour to do some math. Can we put together like a giant stone raft to pull up the river so we don't have to like meet any wandering <laughs> bandits or anything? Yes. Okay. Yes, so you get to the Zugan Mountains and have an arduous hike uh, to the rumored location. Do we have a wheelbarrow? Yes. <laughs> I just assume we're pushing him in it. <laughs> we'll bring two. One for me and one for the gym on the way back. Perfect. We'll stack them like chairs on the way up so it's easier. So you hike up into the snowy Zugan Mountains because it's November. And uh, everyone give me... Your, your, your... Of course it's November. Resolve and Athletics. One. Sure. That's two for first time, or oh. one? Because I'm, I'm just asking oh. for a roll. Oh. If you don't have athletics, I do. You're gonna. Oh, okay. Does everyone have athletics? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh no, that's a one on that one. <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah. One. One. Okay. Takes one to succeed. <laughs> Four. You're like stopping for little CrossFit breaks on your way up. So I'm say I'm doing some of those I'm parkouring little yeah. crotch lunges on my way up the mountain. <laughs> Parkour. <laughs> Only. Uh, Thank you for letting me demonstrate. As Usina <laughs> is not used to this. Harsh mountainous weather, uh, but you arrive up deep in the mountains at the location uh, called, believed to be where the well of the D of A are is. You're going to have to uh, climb a perilous frozen waterfall. Isn't this exciting? Okay. Perilous frozen waterfall. Perilous frozen frozen waterfall. What? what? I'm really confused right now. There's a frozen waterfall, and you have to climb it to get to where you need to go. That makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Can I climb the not-frozen rock wall next to the waterfall? Roll wits. <laughs> probably not. brought him along. Zephyldachi <laughs> Engineering that brought us the Fiat. Plus two? No. <laughs> One success. Okay, I'll allow it. Perfect. I'll throw us a rope. Uh, several will just lift the chair. There's up. literally no point in doing that. So, okay. uh, you no, I mean in like throwing meaningless obstacles in your way. So yes, you get to the well of the D of A, and it's like a huge pit into the ground. So it's not. It does not look like a well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a weird sinkhole, but way at the top of this mountain, where a sinkhole would make no sense. And it's really big. It's like a hundred feet in diameter. And it just goes down, like, into darkness as far as you can see. And, of course, the walls of it are all, like, icy. Is this, like, a mountain? Yeah, you're up high in the mountain. So, so we climbed up, up a mountain, and then we got to the top of it, and the top was kind of missing, and there's, like, a large sinkhole in the middle of it. Yes, it's a volcano. Thank you. No, it is not a volcano. You're up in the mountains, but not on the top of a mountain. Okay. So you're up... Like on a saddle or lava tube or something stupid like that. <laughs> it's not a volcano. And it looks like a perilous descent that you would need ropes for. But of course you brought ropes because you're prepared. So you're preparing your descent and we will cut to the chase. Is it chasing? Yes. There's okay. grizzlies. 
You get ropes set up and your crampons and ice axes and all of that, and the two of you start to climb down into the well of the DFA, not knowing what you're going to meet. As you throw a torch down on the floor for sure, you can. Does it move? Snakes. (laughs) You're belaying up top. I'm what? Belaying. Belaying? You're in charge of feeding the rope. Okay. In a safe. How does that spell? L-A-Y. Oh, okay. And when you're ready to belay, you say, on belay. On belay. (laughs) Uh, When you order, like, lunch from a deli while you're in the middle of a job like that, you say, belay that order. Let them know where you are on the rock. Okay. I'll be quiet. (laughs) Sorry. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. Oh, sorry. So you're <laughs> well played, sir. They're descending down into this giant pit of fear with torches and ice and things. Like, what will we find? And uh, as they get near the bottom, this figure walks up to you. To me. To you. To me. Wearing a like black cloak and a hood, like all shadowy. <laughs> as you do. As you say now. <laughs> I am not your father. I would like to offer you a deal. Join me. I'm going to need a little more to go on than that, Dad. Steve, <laughs> Andro? <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. Uh, you see a okay. human... Appearing figure, like it looks like human appearing. That's always a good way to start a description. Human yet not human. So, um, here we go. Huh, that's cute. So, vaguely like weird and vaguely tall and slightly pointy ears and long white hair, just just a bit off, right. I Did he speak with a sibilance and was he... Yes, I speak with a sibilance. <laughs> would, like, would you like to? Sibilance. <laughs> I would like to offer you a deal. Would you like to make a deal? I'm so glad you didn't pick that other character. <laughs> well, you can offer me the deal. You become my Loseas. And I will be your Divas. Isn't it? And together, Simon saw we will be straight. <laughs> you can, you can call my owls. Yeah, okay. that's what I was going for. I, I got it. Okay, thank you. I will be your Diavos forever. That's a magic thing, right? A fey yeah. sort of thing? Yeah. So and what's be my part? A Los Sivas? Los Sejas. L O S E J A S. And that is. You, you. Basically. You would be, it's kind of like being hag-ridden, so you have, you would be the host of this wild fae spirit that would give you powers, but would would also have a downside. Did he bring a brochure or anything? Yeah, he's got, he he does have the brochure. brochure. uh, Does it come with dental? Um. It is a deal of knowledge. So the different 
dudes, the different uh, devas, make different deals to give you different groups of powers. Okay. Yeah, like I. So there's darkness. There's fire. There's cold. There's storm. There's sea. There's knowledge, and there's love. What's so? Which one is he offering? Knowledge is what this guy does. Okay. And D of A who favor the knowledge deal often appear similar to a typical Thean, perhaps huddling within a voluminous cloak to hide their faces or wearing masks. They can call upon the sum total knowledge of men or other creatures. They also govern the connection between mind and body and can cause a clean break between the two, turning a Thean, that's this world, Thea, turning a Thean's mortal body into a prison from which their mind cannot escape. That's not you, that would be you could do that to other people through the Diavas. Uh, major favors <coughs> sever a creature's mind from its body. The creature remains alive but can no longer speak or move. In other words, like yeah. Alter a specific memory in a large number of people. You could cause everyone who has caught sight of you within the last 24 hours to completely forget your presence. They remember everything else, but there is effectively a void where you would be. Who killed all those people? I just turned around and everyone was dead. Minor favors. Answer a single factual question with yes or no. The question must concern only events that have already transpired. No matter how much it might insist otherwise, a Diabas cannot predict the future with any more accuracy than its Los Sejas. You. Find the precise location of any object you wish with exact accuracy, both as to the object's location and the object itself. Uncover some scrap of knowledge, even if it is otherwise lost. Anything from an ancient alchemical formula to a map that would guide you to a hidden nautical retreat. Wipe a specific memory from a single character's mind. Restore an addled mind to full function. Okay. So those are the types of things that a knowledge day of us can do, but all of these come with a cost. Sure. So when you call on your day of us for one of those favors, a minor favor, it might, for example, ask you to do a favor in return to send you on a quest. The next time you are in Spiris, find a one-armed man named Marcos. Buy him a comfortable pair of shoes. <laughs> in Fennec Solo, there is a beggar that the children call Sad Anthony. Make certain that he sleeps in luxury for at least one night. Sure. Diava have a big thing going on with one another where they also trade deals, so a lot of times the favors that you're paying are things that they owe to some other Diavas. Sure, you got yourself a deal. Major favors are super sucky. Okay. Great. (laughs) I love how you got that character. (laughs) It was very convincing. You now have magic skills. Yep. This one's a freebie. I get one freebie? This, is, this was the deal. The deal was you join me, and then I give you something. What that's I'm going good. to give you is where the heart of Coronia now oh, lies. Oh, good, because that's what I was going to ask for anyway. It's not down in that pit. Uh, yeah. There's just snakes and grizzly bears. Why <laughs> did it have to be snakes and grizzly bears? Okay. It is in the estate of Cesare Gorski. Seek it there. Awesome. <laughs> okay. What are you going to do with this information? Drop the rope? <laughs> <laughs> Just let us wander around down there for a while. We're off some energy. So. Yeah. 
Well, actually, that was my first thought. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's not down there. How do you know? It might be. We haven't explored it yet. I've only seen two grizzly bears so far. (laughs) (laughs) They've ripped out both of their hearts, neither are gemstones. So many snakes. <laughs> How do we look in all of these snakes? <laughs> well, you keep looking. I've got some place I need to be. Well, I'm totally going to believe it because I'm trusting. <laughs> Is that a that is a hubris? Hubris, yes. She says we go back, we go back. What can I say? They make the good saffron there. They obviously know their gems. All right, let's take it down to 200 feet. Uh, All right. All right, so up the mountain. (laughs) Boy, that was a waste of time. Have our brute squad haul the pulleys to bring my wheelbarrow. Who told us that it was up here? Hans Pazalka. Oh, yeah, Yeah. your historian, the royal historian, said that it was rumored to be there, but you're... Your D of A, your new D of Os, rather, that's the singular. S for singular, no S for the plural. Seems as though um, probably Andro Roge recently acquired it. Mm-hmm. Probably already had it before he issued that challenge. Probably. So that he could send you on a wild goose chase, and then he could just show up and be like, Ha, I got it. You should have seen through my clever scheme. Just like a crony. Oh, there was a plot thing there. We were supposed to know, even with nothing telling us about it. Got it. <laughs> right. Hi, Jack. No, no, no. You to, I mean, you you could have, but it, no, there wasn't anything to tell you about. But yeah, he's a devious villain, so why would he issue such a challenge if it wasn't already preloaded with his victory? I suppose. Well, that I makes really sense. was, you know, I had mixed feelings about I, I would have been able to listen for it. All right. Okay. So yes, in. back down we go. Off to Rokosh. Lucky we have this uh, stone barge that we can just go downstream in super quickly. Yes. Yes. And, my and it converts to a wagon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Haul all of your wheelbarrows. <laughs> yep. That's third form. It's a giant robot. All right. So you make it to Rokosh. Uh, Rokosh is a modest-sized city in Curonia. Uh, is that where the Gorski homestead? That is the Gorski uh, estate. That's the compound crime lord that he betrayed. Of course, he lives in that house now. So, what what is your approach for recovering the heart of Curonia, which is hidden, you know not where, within the estate? Is do we know if he is out making rounds, or is he in the, the estate? Are you here during the day or at night? You had some, you know, days of travel to get here, so... Um, anyone have a preference? Mm-hmm. Anyone maybe who recently had a symbiotic relationship with a vampire, maybe, uh, have a preference for day or night? Not a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> you are agnostic, so you don't really have, like, a Vatacene religious problem with this. No. But it's uh, also not like... it's. This is not your home witchcraft. This is no. foreign witchcraft. So. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to 
ask a question? Over here, to the guard outside of, what's his name, Gorski's Mm -hmm. mount, so that he can take him out of commission. You can do that once per game session. Nice. What is that advantage? Well, undetected, I can spend a hero point, sorry, to lure a single guard out of position and take them out of commission. Oh, okay. So yeah, you just do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've taken out the, the guard at the front gate. Like, his little cap flies up in the air. His little jacket, his boots. Yep. And then my tail lies from underneath his coat as I'm walking through. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I guess we'll follow in. Alright, is it day or night? Well, night seems most sensible. Yeah, night night time is the right time, really, for this kind of operation. Are you going to do it? Go by like stealth or just guns a blazing? I'm going by stealth. Yeah, but what is everyone else doing? Well, I'm Movak. I care not who sees me. They should tremble in awe at my marvelous bloodline in their presence. Uh, I mean, I'll go along with her stealth plan, but I'm not super personally stealthy. I'm kind of still walking around like I own the place. Because technically I do. Not yet. No. As long as everybody else is doing stealth, I will... I do have a quirk that basically I'm a pompous aristocrat appealing to my bloodline, breeding her family name to solve a problem. So I'm going to be assuming... You know, I'm nobility. I don't, you know, they can sneak and I'll just stand around and be big chested behind them and it'll all work out. Okay. Things always work out for me, so. Give me a, uh, showing my, uh, finesse plus stealth if you want to sneak. check poly, plus politan privilege. <clears throat> and if you don't want to sneak, give me something else. Finesse plus. I would like to be stylishly stealthy. Panache. Plus Panache. I don't have stealth. That's, <laughs> that's the Ministry of Silly Locks. You can parkour your way up to the... Perfect. Uh, yeah. You're just going to do like the ninja... There's a lot of unnecessary flips and falls in my movements that have no reason whatsoever. You're really good at what you do. So. Panache and that diplomacy. Who are you talking to? Um, just striding boldly down the hallway. <laughs> Behind my flippy parkour and friends. Okay, I'm going to hide so that nobody knows that I'm with him. <laughs> okay. And I get an extra dice for hiding. Because I'm small, evidently. Yes. So I'm going to hide in... But you're hiding for two now. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's not visible, is he? No, no, he's just riding around in your brain. Okay. I mean, he can become visible. Like, when you have conversations, he, like, pops out. One of those little beside the door seats, benches with the lid. Yeah, yeah. The little boot bench. Okay, so give me your stealth for and finesse. Thank you. And for extra dice. Oh, finesse, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That's like your decks, basically. Okay, finesse and hide. And so if it's the first time I've used hide, do I get yeah. extra mm-hmm. two? Sure. It's the first time in a scene, right? Yeah, this is a new scene. Whoa. You are so hidey. 
So four. All right. You needed one to hide successfully. You can hang on to those other three for surprises later. Uh, Ennio, what's what are you how, what are you doing and how are you doing? She just ganked the guard and mm-hmm. like slipped in through the kitchen door and hid in the mudroom bench, ready to spring out like a jack in the box with daggers or whatever rapier sword sword yeah generic sword thing. Um, yeah, weapons don't. Looks like have they have a crossbow. Too. Damage. Well, you know, I am incredibly, incredibly skilled with the sword. Yep. Like I have great powers with it. I think we should just go in heads first. And by heads first, I mean their heads on the ground as I behead them. Because I'm incredibly skilled with the sword. All right. You're making no attempt at all to be stealthy yeah. because you you do you. My own place. In a figurative sense. Arguably. Yeah. Yeah. So. uh yeah, his guards just come rushing down, like the indoor ones that didn't get sucky guard duty stuck outside. And those guys do a terrible job anyway, because they just get dragged behind bushes and stripped. So the brutes uh, arrive. I guess you two roll me your fighting. You get a hold of those three. Question. So I have a combat reflexes sword. So I choose one weapon skill. I'm always considered to be spending a hero point on this action for the purposes of speed. What does that mean? Uh, it means you get one extra die to your roll for the purposes of determining initiative. So I guess roll your base, your roll. Mm-hmm. And then roll like one extra one off to the side and see if that gives you an additional raise. See what I'm saying? Like if you have leftover dice, mm-hmm. that get, raises you another raise, then that'll give you that for initiative. That's my ruling because I'm not going to go look up okay. the rule. When do we actually do initiative? I'm confused on this. Well, the initiative is based on your total number of raises. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So here come the brutes. And you guys roll your thing. Well, can I do it not just like straight up combat, but do it in an intimidating way? So maybe yes, a absolutely. giant bulk can scare them off somehow? Yeah, of course. Do it, Does that change my roll at all? Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll give me a bonus one, but do I change the skill I roll? Uh, you have intimidate? No. Is that a skill? It is a skill. But you don't have it. Well, I have an ability all my intimidation risks have one extra die. Okay. But I don't have intimidate. That's really sucky. You have... a. Uh, a pip in intimidate. Okay. Which is just the same as sword anyway. So okay. Okay. And so you're gonna use your um, use your panache or your resolve. Not my bra. Oh yeah, you can totally use your bra. Okay. Okay. So here's how I see this happening. So we're we're inside. She's hiding. Mm-hmm. There's all these guards rushing down a staircase towards us. Exactly. I'm basically at the bottom of the stairs, holding it against them. Well, he's behind me. Being intimidating and yelling at them. What do you? How do you? I mean, other than just looking big and imposing, and the bear. How dare you! I, I am the crown prince. You lay a finger on me. You lay a finger on the state. Okay, roll that shit. This is a risk, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. Anytime you roll dice, it's a risk. That's right, Bobby. Yes. So, can I then jump in? 
You're not to jump into their thing, but can I jump in with an action? Yes. Okay, so while he's got them all distracted and all of the goons are running down the steps for them, I'm going to run up the servants' steps, yep. the back steps, to get to Gorski's lair. Yeah. Okay. Study and everyone. How many? Oh, uh, three. Also three? Yeah. Uh, How about you there, Enio? Mathing. Goodness. I, I do lots of things with swords. Don't even want to ask. <laughs> okay. So I have six successes, uh, one die left over, and with my bonus, whatever that would get me, seven for okay. purposes of speed. So for the purposes of speed, you have seven. You go first. But you have six to actually spend. But I'll keep adding one to what you have for term, in terms of initiative. Since you gained one, right? Follow me. So you'll end. Yes. You'll be out of actions. You'll still have one I'll action still have in one terms of initiative. Action in terms of initiative. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what do you want to do? Because you're up first. You've got seven guards rushing toward you. Yes. Um, because of error and things and stuff. I'm going to say that there is a chandelier hanging from the ceiling. Of course there is. With a rope. Yes, absolutely. Over here, tying yep. it, holding it up. So, as they're rushing towards me, I'm going to parry off two of them, hit that, and dance back just as the chandelier falls. Okay. I like that. And you took your bonus die for a great description. I have seven now, straight up. Okay. So that works. You'll use one to be able to do that. Any additional ones you spend will each take out a guard. So you can, you know... How many guards are there? Seven. So you can lasso that many in the chandelier. And remaining ones will be uh, basically for avoiding wounds. And you've got three wounds coming your way, split between you and uh, Alexi. Right. Um, I will take out four of them. Okay. It's only big enough to hold that many people. Yeah. So that works good. So that leaves you with two plus one for purposes of initiative. The guards are going to go and hand out wounds. One for you and two for you. So the guards, the remaining guards that don't get trapped by this chandelier come streaming around with their swords and poke you with the pointy bits. One for you and two for you? I think you said two for me? One and two. Yeah, because yeah, you're in front. Yeah. So you've got two wounds coming at you. Do you want to take them, or do you want to use that to... I will soak them with the last two. Okay, so you're done. You want to take that wound? I will soak it with one away. Okay. So the guards effectively are done now. Uh, how do you want to spend your... Uh, I'll take two of them and knock their heads together. Okay. So. There's one left standing there quaking with his sword like the last of the 88 in Kill Bill. Uh, Look at him just dropping references left and right tonight. I know. It's like he watched TV this week. (laughs) I've seen some movies. As you say that, you are able to flip past this whole brouhaha unseen. And so I assume that I'm up at at the top of the stairs, you know, like the 
Clampet Mansion. Yes, open yes. at the top so I can see what's happening down there. Yes, so it takes one raise to just get up there unseen. Yes. And two raises to, like, find the right room. I mean, you could... Remaining things for you to do are, like, what room? And oh, but there's only one goon left standing down there? There is one goon remaining, facing uh, Alexei with his sword shaking in his trembling hand now that he's, like, alone against the mighty bear. Thank okay, <laughs> so I'm going to take my hand with... Little hand crossbow? crossbow? Yep. Yes. And just shoot him and then wink at Alexi and give him a little thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you take out, like, you're running up the stairs and up, going around the uh, the mezzanine level, I guess. Mm-hmm. You kind of, like, take your crossbow and... Oh, behind the back. Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> Alright, yes. So, you you take out the final goon. Okay, so can I spend one of these plus my last rays to search the rooms? Or to find you, his... You don't have to spend a hero point, but you can spend your last rays to be... Oh, yeah, of course it would be in here. It's this room. Okay. Oh, okay, because I thought you said it would take two raises. No, no, no. You had two raises and was figuring out what to do with them. So, uh, yes, you, like, clearly it's, like, this is the master study where you would hide the heart of Curonia. Okay. Uh, And you, do you, like, go in? Do you kick open the door? Do you just sneak in the door? Or do you just locate the door? Uh, Well, my intention is to use my theft and my finesse to get it. Mm-hmm. So I would probably sneak in, because sneaking seems to be my thing. Okay. So yeah, I'm not going to kick in the door. You are like opening the door a crack and seeing what's in there? Yeah. Okay. Well, of course... Uh, and if it's my good friend Ando... Yeah, Ando's in there. He's like heating up an iron in the fire. He's got one of the local... Milkmaid's there. I guess maybe a little late night interrogation. Mm. I'm always the one about bitching about, oh, I don't want to roleplay torture. And then, like, everyone's torturing everyone in the game. He's going to menace her. So, my dear, tell me what you know. What are my options with my wraith? Or whatever he is? My fae? He can tell you stuff. I know that Gorski is downstairs. Gorski is dead. Oh, no. You're... Sorry. Alexi. Yeah, you know where everyone is. I know, but does Ando? No. Right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's occupied. He's busy, man. Yeah. He's got dairy maids to torture. So, that's what I know, though. That is what you know. What do you want to know? No, that's what I'm sharing with him, because he, didn't he ask me what I know? No, 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 he's, he's asking the dairymaid that before he, oh. he's brandishing the hot iron at her cheek. Well, I'm just so going to interject. <laughs> I'm just going to interject and tell him that Alexi is downstairs. What? <laughs> Why aren't you working on my campaign? I, I trusted am. you. I am working on your campaign, sir. Why is your opponent in your compound? Oh, sneaky, sneaky. So give me a uh, panache 
and deception. Now these are the first time I've used them? Yep. In this. So, plus two bonus dice. Yeah. Okay. I have two and two. Six and four, five and five, eight and three. So I have three. Three. Okay. Alexi is here? Yes. What is he doing here? Here, finish up for me. And he hands you the, <laughs> the, the hot iron. Take over. <laughs> Take over. Just, just ask her shit and burn her if she doesn't answer. And he goes rushing down the stairs. Guards! Guard! And, like, there's four of them struggling in the chandelier. And he sees you. Arbro Rogue, who we meet that last? <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> in my house? It is my house. All of Sarmatia is my house. You are thieving uh, rapscallion. This is not the Sarmatian world. I am uncomfortable with the way it feels on my tongue. Yes. Yeah, he drops his sword. Because okay. this insult will not stand. Face me like a man, not like someone who... Like some tweety bird. Yeah, so what are you going to do? Uh, he drew. Yeah, he's drawing. He's okay. like, get out of my house. Alright, I will draw as well. Uh, more using my brawn to do him. Uh, he's also got me riled up, so I'm going to invoke my willful virtue. Okay. So I'm going to spend hero point. Okay. And you are not allowed to spend danger points during the scene. Thank you. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm not allowed to spend hero points, but you can't spend danger points for the rest of the scene. Shit. So I'm assuming that hurts you more than me. That hurts me a lot more than you, because I've been Stockman. stockpiling <laughs> these for exactly this moment. I don't yes. think I used that last So what are you going to do? I'm going to draw my weapons and attack. Okay. So everyone roll. Okay. I would also like to spend a hero point and invoke my uncanny virtue. All right. What's that do? Uh, what else can I spend? The, for the next risk, when I determine rise raises, every die counts as a raise. At the end of the round, I become helpless. Huh. Say what? Sounds like in the last Starfighter when you have that final the whirlwind of death thing. Yes. Okay. You'd be dead? What? You'd be helpless? He's doing a whirlwind of death last Starfighter move. Okay. Spending all of his dice in one. Interesting. Okay. And I'm just going to wait for him to rush at me. And I kind of want him more just punch him in the face with the hilt of my sword. Okay. Just because that's my style. So roll your thing. Okay. are hard to kill. They can take a number of wounds equal to their strength before they take their first dramatic wound. And they can take a number of dramatic wounds equal to their strength. So it's their strength squared. That is unfortunate. His strength is seven. Before every dramatic wound? So it's seven by seven, literally. It's seven by seven. However, there is a... I really wish I'd known that. There is a weird... 
rule to accelerate so these fights don't drag out forever, and that is that the number there's like a dramatic wound multiplier for the villain. So if he takes a dramatic wound in round one, he takes one dramatic wound. If he takes a dramatic wound in round two, he takes two dramatic wounds. So it accelerates the longer the fight goes. Okay. So it's a little bit bogus. Yeah. Um, and I need to like read up on that more, but I think that's basically the correct interpretation. Okay. So he I draws. Really wish I'd known he was going to be that ridiculous before I use my thing. Okay. That's fine though. You can work with it. What does being helpless do to me? Uh, you are helpless. Okay. So you can you can spend a hero point when you're helpless to take an action. That's one of the things hero points do do. Take an action while helpless. Yeah. Okay. So you can so basically fight on until you're out of hero points. Okay. So this thing expires at the end of the round, not at the, <coughs> end, of the, at the end of the round or the end of the scene that you become helpless. At the end of the round, I become helpless. Okay. So I get one... Basically, it's it's all or nothing in one shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clarification of mine. Until the end of the scene, you cannot spend hero points, and the villain cannot spend danger points. Yep. If I give hero points to him, is he spending them, or am I spending them? don't know that you can give hero points to another player. I thought you said... You can aid another player, so you... You would have to spend a hero point to give him three dice. Okay. But that, you can't spend hero points. That was my question. Points. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was just giving him the hero point so he could spend it. Nope. You, like, you spend a hero point to give him okay. three dice. All right. So that's not an option. You can take that back if you want to. You can have your hero point back and make another decision since the consequences weren't clear to you. That would only be fair. It's giving me a soft even. Okay. Knowing that... He's going he to be. He only hurt you once, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Oh, yes. She's the one with the demon. She can be killed multiple times. You only. I only get once. That's fine. It'll well, be over quick. Can he kill you in one thing? Yeah. When you're helpless, a uh, uh, villain can murder you. Yes. Oh. They can spend a danger point. It's like being oh, he can't really murder you either because he can't spend any danger points right. in the scene. The the problem being that once I'm helpless, I can no longer deal damage to him. Well, you can take an action when you're helpless, which includes... If I use hero points. So I get two extra actions after this. Yes. So I get to stab him three times. Um, which probably isn't going to be enough to do 49 wounds. Well, you're part of a team here, man. <laughs> you don't have to do it all yourself. It's I know true. that you're a big Vodachi Bravo who's like, the weight of the world is on your shoulders, but... You've taken out the damn guards. That's true. No, we'll, we'll, let this, we'll let this ride. Okay. I made the decision. We'll stick with it. Okay. Well, on incomplete information. If you can give him at least one wound, yes. I can spend a hero point and give him a dramatic wound. I... She's got a thing. I, yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> It'll get him well on his way down the death spiral. Yeah. Okay. So all ten, just to damage? You're damn right. Okay. That's his talking points. Four. Oh, sorry, eleven, actually. I forget that I get plus one. Okay. On risks. Alright. So does he also get special abilities at every dramatic wound? Yes. Of course he does. So one, two, three, four, five, six. That one's bullshit. Seven, eight, nine, ten. 
Eleven. I am wounded! I got an extra die. Thank you. <laughs> he cries. He is going to spend one action, or one of his raises. He reaches over to the wall, to a, like, candle sconce, and pulls it, and the floor opens up beneath you. So if you wish to avoid the consequence of falling into his pit trap, you're going to have to spend a raise. Yes, alligators, actually, at the bottom of this one. I get them from the swamps! Alligators in Sarmatia. Uh, Alright, I guess I'll spend one. Okay. A place not to be eaten by alligators. Right, so you're now straddling... Right. The pit. I'm just going to jump up, grab the chandelier. No, the chandelier is around all oh. dudes. It's up on the ground. And we're in that same room? Yeah. You're okay. still in the, the main entrance. All right, I'm doing a van. Damn. Okay. Time cup. Move. Uh, and he's going to... I'm going to give you a freebie. He's just going to give you the remaining three in wounds, which don't matter anyway since you're on your way to helpless. So, there. <clears throat> So he spent all of his dough. Alexi. So I had how many? Three? Yeah, you're done. I spent one, so we get him two more. Okay. Ha, a pin trick. Meanwhile, what are you doing? Uh, so I recognize this woman that he was uh, torturing. Of course you do. She torture. was local. You spent like two weeks here, so. Yes, and she's the woman who like washes his sheets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so. It's recreational torture. Yes. <laughs> Just, you know, campaigns are so tough, and you got to unwind. Yeah. So, I'm going to ask her if, if she knows where the heart is or where it would be being kept. I uh, don't know anything. I... Oh, please. You do, too. And I've got this poker. Okay. And I'm not afraid to use it. Give me a panache <laughs> and intimidate. I'll give you an extra die on top of your already bonus dice. I don't have Intimidate. Then you need two successes to succeed at this. Two. Two raises. If you don't have the skill, you roll nothing for the skill. But it's your first use of Intimidate. Okay. You're menacing with a... uh, You gave me a good description, so that's two bonus dice. And you have a red hot poker in your hand, which I think is worth another one. Okay, So. so... How many is that, then? A total of five. Okay. And you need two successes. Oh, my first... Oh, looky there. Bing! <laughs> okay. She's like, yes! I, I will tell you everything. He, of course you will, darling. He, he sometimes makes me pee on the bed. I know not why. That's why he has you wash the sheets the next oh, day. Oh, I yeah. hate that, yes. <laughs> It's he 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 obsesses over this thing that's hidden in the uh, in a secret compartment in his desk. I don't know what it is though. Okay. Maybe it is this thing you speak of. Okay, so uh, I have theft. Yeah. So can I roll f- finesse and theft next turn? Next turn, because you used all your raises just to get the information from her. Oh, I did. Well, you yeah. had two, right? I had three. Oh, you had three. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you can go over to the desk and. Search it. And yeah, you like you know your way around. I've been here. Secret compartments. Yep. So pop. And yeah, there's like a rosewood box about the size of a human head. Or like 
Well, it's a ruby the size of your head. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Okay. Although, you don't know what's in the <laughs> box. But it's in the box! One minute. Seven. Yeah. Very good. John Malkovich. Pretty good roll for him. <laughs> it doesn't slosh much. <laughs> yeah. It's a sickening funk from inside. <laughs> it's dripping blood. Ow! Quit it. Turns out it really was a heart. You think you've got it. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, did you spend your two, Alexi? Uh, Yeah, I gave him wounds. Okay, so uh, he's willing to go some more. Alright, let's roll. Alright, I want to launch myself over the pit at him Mm -hmm. and tackle him using my brawn. Okay. Um, so I'm going to use athletics. Athletics and brawn. Would you say this is a physical risk that would benefit from my size? Yes, absolutely. Okay. More bigger is more better. Oh, and he's just short. Too bad. Of course he is short. Okay. What do you got? Six. Okay. And uh, Ennio. Would you like to spend that hero point? You gave it all you had and it just wasn't enough. And you've been stabbed in the kidney and you can feel the life draining out of you. But somehow you're reaching into your inner well of resolve. I staggered my feet. Impossible! I killed you! My name, My is, name is, is a Vespucci. <laughs> Prepare to... Oh, oh God. You insulted <laughs> my future brother-in-law. <laughs> and I will go with the stabby stab again. Okay. So no bonus die for first use. Should I have gotten bonus die less? No, I shouldn't. Because I use them with the, the goo boots on the stairs. Yeah. So... damage dealer is in this party. Um, what can I say? I built my character right. <laughs> so, sword is three, so I get to re-roll. Die. That's impressive. And I have a left-handed advantage. I get to re-roll a single die, and I can use my left hand. Okay. And you also get to re-roll a die because you have three pips in that skill? Yeah. Or did you do that one? I did that one already. Okay. Unless, of course, he's using grip. Hey! Do you have to take the second one, or do you take the better of the two? I think you have to take the second one, but in this case it worked anyway. Six. Okay. So villains go first on a tie. He's going to... Uh, oh, uh, technically... <laughs> seven. Okay. Speed. You go first. Wow. And I get plus... I get plus one because of my friggin' wound, too. Yeah, because you have a another big zero. Huh. See, that's pissing. I wasted this on the uh, the bonus speed die instead of on the actual useful die. Disappointing. All right, so summon. Okay, how would you like to spend them? Now, if I don't spend all of them right away, can I still stay up long enough to use them later, or you can? This... You are. I'm up for the round. Up for the round, essentially, because okay. you spent the hero point, so you can. 
And if you do at least one wound, that'll give him his second mm-hmm. wound, which will which actually give two. him his third, right? Yep. Let's do five damage and hold two in reserve. Okay. One, two. I'm not sure exactly how this counting works, but I'm assuming that if he has his third wound, then you count from there. Mm-hmm. Three, four, five. And two in reserve. Okay. Uh, so you're down to two. Alexi. Uh, I will give him six wounds. Okay. One, two, three. As I tackle him full head along and make sure to five. elbow his head into the floor a little bit as I'm getting up. Six. So yes, you hit him like a ton of bricks and knock him away from you, which is good news. Uh, and so yeah, you've just got him on the floor. You're pounding and pummeling him. What are you doing? You've got the box and you get a roll here yet. Okay, so I'm going to send the chambermaid mm-hmm. with the box to my ally in the underworld, Mozzie. Okay. Uh, to keep the box. Okay. And so deliver this to run, don't walk, don't change clothes, don't get out of your nightgown, run, don't walk to don't the butcher it. shop down the street, ask for Mozzie, knock, shave and a haircut. Yep. Ask for Mozzie and give him this box with my note. Yes. Don't, don't clean off the blood and pee on you. Just yes. go. <laughs> <laughs> Two bits. And by the time you're back, you can clean up the blood in the hallway. And if you don't, if you fail in your mission. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, where is he at? Uh, that- he's getting there. He's on his sixth track out of seven. Yeah, you guys okay. stacked up on him pretty good. So, I can... He has five wounds. You've got to roll something. Oh, I do? Yeah. I can't just spend a hero point without rolling two of them in this round, yeah. count it for two, because it's the second round. Okay. Oh, it's uh, actually four. You could loot the room. I'm sure he has papers that would oh, yeah, damn and incriminate him. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So that this didn't just look like a murder... Of one, oh, sure. That's... one political rival <laughs> murdering another, but yeah. I... it is the way we do things really here. Politics as usual. Okay, so that would be what theft? Yeah. Do I get to use my theft? Wits and theft. Wits and theft. Yep. Because you gotta like loot, you know, search for, have... for the right oh, know, kind of no stuff. Mind. I'm using my single noble veto on his nervous system. And Are these first times? Yeah. yeah. So take some. Okay. Mm-hmm. Only too many sevens. Three. All right. Uh, so it takes one of your raises to order the maid to, you know, do the whole thing with the secret yeah. mission. And two raises find you two just damning pieces of evidence. Okay. One of them is like his actual execution audit uh, <laughs> or execution returns yeah. that that are supposedly under audit, but there isn't actually such a thing. Yeah. And uh, the other one is uh, um, like his his internal kitchen server. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, 
Yeah, that whole thing during the campaign when his uh, press secretary uh, sent out his like something that looked like a password on all the pigeons was really <laughs> confusing. Uh, Don't write that down. The other thing is like his little journal uh-huh. where he writes about you know people that I hope I can execute someday, <laughs> and when I take power, I can finally kill that rotten Alexi and. <laughs> Dude, he has little little drawings of like him chopping your head off. And, like, the voices were quieter today. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So now can I? Yeah. Okay. So I'll spend my hero point to give him another dramatic wound. Okay. And that's just like a thing. That's the thing. Okay. Spend a hero point at the oh at the end of a round. Sorry. Well, this is. Is this the end of a round? Not really, because okay. he's going to get to take his meaningless actions, okay. which is to deliver three wounds to you. Okay. <clears throat> that was very undramatic of you. You should punch with the rip, you know, from the from the shoulder. Not but basically, yes, if they have at least one wound. And now it's the end of the round. Okay. If you so have yeah, bigger hands, like, and that because bigger. this multiplies by two gives him his final dramatic wound. So this ends with you like another crossbow. Shot and he collapses. That's why she's on the payroll. <laughs> she has a certain set of skills. <laughs> so yeah, the town guards come. I collapse again. Yes, and now you collapse. <laughs> uh, we we will shove his kidney back in the hole. Okay. Uh, walk it off. Yes. Oh, that that is the thing. Is I that... appreciate it. Robitussin. <laughs> of course, I'm tossing on it. You will rub some dirt on it to uh, solve the wound. Wound recovery in this is basically your wounds disappear at the end of a scene, but not your dramatic wounds. However, your dramatic wounds, so you have all those advantages and disadvantages, like for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. But your dramatic wounds disappear at the end of a session. So I mean, okay. yeah, th- there's kind of a, like a built-in assumption that after. Some period of adventure, you like go home and, and heal up. And, you know, the weeks yes. later, yeah. my kidney is I all m- better. I mend the tear in my clothes. Yeah, technically, you only help us to the end of the scene, but it didn't say you had four wounds. What? It said you were helpless, but four wounds is helpless. Though. I, well, I mean, it, four wounds is helpless, but helpless is not a story. Four wounds. I'm not sure. Might be. I thought I got four wounds because he stabbed me. No. Well, I mean, it, it was. You became helpless because you threw everything you had into that. Yes. But no, but I got three wounds from somewhere, which I thought was the goons attacking me, or no? I thought it was him attacking me. I threw all of the damage at you yeah. that he had yeah, to so I took, I didn't, ta- I, didn't take any, I didn't take any wounds from becoming helpless. All right, so give me the uh, aftermath of the election. Oh. Yes. I'm not done. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured... So, now, if I was a giant crystal in bosom, where would I be hiding in this match? Sorry. Um, what's my my magic guy can separate a person from their brain? Yes. <laughs> okay. So. With a uh, that is a major favor. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, which means. Yeah, one shots. Yeah, it's one shot. A los sages does not select. Specific major favor when they... Oh, okay. A Dievas can always deliver a major favor, but it is costly. The Dievas knows that to ask for such a thing, the Los Sejas must be desperate, 
Desperate people will make poor decisions, agree to do things that the typical cost for a major favor would be something like, oh, you get a point of corruption, not explained anywhere in this book. Basically, you can take up to six points of corruption. At your seventh point of corruption, you... No one's quite sure what happens, but it there's like the simultaneous you have to destruction. A mask for the rest of your life. Yeah, each deal Floseos makes with his Dievas allows both parties to grow in power and influence. Each deal is a piece of the Dievas's true name. Blah blah blah. When you make your seventh deal, some believe that both the Losejas and the Dievas are destroyed. Other believe that only one of the two meet their end. Mm. Uh, so. Like, it's bad. You've basically taken out a play. But you can do it once. Yeah, that's like seven times from now and, and the game is basically over. So, uh... Unless I run a campaign. But you'll probably have a new character. Yeah. I so, don't care. I like this character. Um, so what are you going to do? I'll take her corruption. So, Separate the aftermath... And so I separate Alexi from his brain. Okay. Because he's as bad as the other guy. Yep. So he's now and, just a vegetable. Yes. And Mozzie gets my note in the box. Mm-hmm. And there's an honest, smart, young... Castilian. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like farmhand type guy who's been studying by candlelight. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I see what you're going with. You're not making and, Mozzie the no. king. Okay. And he... Brings the heart of the whatever. What a twist! Uh, so that this fine young man can be king because he brings the heart of darkness to the people or whatever it is. Heart of heart of what? Heart of Curonia. Curonia. Okay. To the people. So young Arthur. Or Abe or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> young Abe shows up with the heart of Curonia, and uh, Alexis is. He was always separated from his brain anyway. <laughs> that. has some strange infirmity that no one can explain. <laughs> and this, this is what I get for hiring an undocumented Castilian. <laughs> what happens to Ennio? Ennio spends a good long while convalescing from... <laughs> At the monastery. Kidney puncture. Yes. Um, then he eventually ends up Opening his own dueling academy. Of course. Because um, these Sarmatian pigs know nothing of proper dueling. Oh, gosh, no. It's it's just terrible here. I don't know how they function at all. I mean, I could take all of them with one hand tiger hammer back. And one did. hand chopped off. And did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> take them with one kidney. <laughs> Let's take frequent rest breaks. <laughs> I will beat you all to death with my kidney. <laughs> Here. <laughs> you weren't expecting that, were you? I will teach you the water dance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what a twist. Uh, one of the interesting things about this setting, like the little prequel adventure, is... Sets up things that are already established as truth in the Sarmatian Commonwealth. And so, like, the king, King Stanislaw, is sort of permanently on his deathbed, but never dies. Right. And I mean, obviously, you could could do that at an appropriate point, but 
He's still going to be king as long as he's alive. So, like, this election chooses the next king. But he's still... There. But he's still king yeah. until he dies. And so, like, that actually is kind of a nice outcome in a way if you were going to keep playing this character because you could then you don't have to be king, right? You can go and yeah. hunt down weird artifacts. Or... But now he doesn't have a brain. Yeah, well... <laughs> Do you ever lift that at any point? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> you just spend the rest of your life a in a big diaper. Making Dominica a very happy woman. <laughs> yeah, she might be able to fake witch that shit. All right, so that was 17, second attempt, second edition. The Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play and Community Theater Podcast is brought to you by Baron Von Productions. The second edition of the 7C role-playing game was created and is published by John Wick Presents. For more information, check out www.chippewavalleygeek.com.